you know, they are small business owners who don't necessarily have like a huge budget. And the way that I present it to them is that basically with social media marketing, you know, having some sort of investment into your business around that area, like hiring a photographer and, and being present on social media is a way to just show up the way that they want to show up to their ideal client. Hey guys, happy Friday. Welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. Today, I'm very excited. I'm always very excited about my guests. I feel like I say that every time, but it's because I'm truly very excited. I am so fortunate to have some of the best of the best on this show, honestly. Um, But I'm really excited to chat with Trisha Mogensen. She is somebody that I met uh, I don't know, a year, maybe two years ago, not that long ago. And her business has just been exploding since then. And I'm just always so proud of her and so excited to see what she's got going on. So she is the CEO of the Social Tides, a social media agency in California. And she's here today to talk about how she got her business started and some of her favorite things about Instagram and, uh, you know, just living that freelance uh, entrepreneur life. So super excited to have Trisha on the show. Of course, be sure to open up at these show notes and show her some love, follow some of her links and tell her how you found her. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Freelance Friday podcast. My name is Latasha James and I'm your host. This podcast is a deep dive into the challenging, exciting, and oh so rewarding world of freelancing. From tips and advice to interviews with the people who are doing it right, this show is for anyone looking to get their hands a little bit dirty and make monetizing their passion a reality. Let's get started. Today, I have the pleasure of having Trisha on, and I'm excited to chat with her. I was telling her I'm just excited to catch up with her, and I think she has a lot of great things to share as well. So thanks for being on, and welcome to the show, Trisha. Thanks, Latasha. I'm excited. All right. So let's start with kind of the basics. I ask everybody this question, if you want to just kind of give an overview of who you are and how you got started in your business. Great. Okay. Yeah. So my name's Trisha. I am like, who am I? Like, that's such a detailed <laughs> question, but it's like, let me just summarize as best as possible. Um, you know, professionally, I'm a social media, um, well, I own a social media agency and I also do social media consulting, but you know, kind of everything in between photography, business consulting, a little life coaching. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't do that, but yeah. <laughs> and um, so how I got started was I was actually so broke (laughs) and I wanted to find a way to cut down on my expenses. And I had already been doing social media marketing for my personal brand, um, which was like a fitness and, um, you know, health brands. So I reached out to, you know, my trainer and he had at the time opened a gym and I was like, oh, I could maybe see if he's interested in doing a trade. I'll run his Instagram. He gives me a free gym membership. And it basically started from there. I kind of, he was my first uh, Instagram client. And, you know, here we are today and I have an agency. So, you know, very, very short and sweet, but that's kind of how I got started being broke. (laughs) 
That's amazing. That is a very valid reason to start a side hustle or start a business for sure. So I know that you said you focus on social media management and kind of do a lot of other things in between there. And I know when we first met, um, like since then, you've definitely, it seems like you've went through a few different kind of phases in your business and have really focused on kind of coming up with a niche. Maybe that's what it seems like from the outside in at least. And um, I know like on Instagram, you are an Instagram expert. That's kind of what your headline or your title is on Instagram. So can you talk me through a little bit of that? Like, where do you really focus or what do you feel like are your, maybe some of your key strengths that you're really sort of focusing on in your business right now? Yeah. So I say that I'm an Instagram expert for a couple different reasons, because I feel like I know the platform very, very, very well. I feel like I know kind of all the little like ins and outs of it. So like if I were to compare it to Facebook, for instance, I know how to work Facebook, you know, pretty well. And I've spent a lot of time on that platform as well. But I feel like my true like expertise when it comes to understanding and um, navigating is on Instagram. And so that's why I consider myself an Instagram expert is because I've spent time studying that platform and studying it in a way where I can now, you know, talk to clients and have, have my clients um, succeed on the platform to reach their ideal client. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love that. I think it's great that you're kind of branding yourself that way because it is, I mean, I have clients that all I do for them right now are Instagram stories, like not even Instagram, just stories, you know, because people are so hyper-focused on, um, I mean, just depending on the business, I think a lot of people are just totally. really focused on Instagram right now. Uh, and so I think that's, it's great. I mean, sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming and almost off-putting, I think, when you have, like you say that you're an expert at everything, you know, because nobody totally. is. <laughs> like totally. None of us are. We, 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 like you said, we might know different platforms enough to get by on them and, you know, can learn them obviously. But I think it's really smart, a smart strategy to kind of hyper-focus on something and you're really good at it. Um, you know, I, I think that your photography and everything is awesome and your Instagram posts are really engaging and just on your own personal Instagram. So can you talk me through a little bit of that and like, how you come up with that content and how you how you kind of have your own Instagram st strategy. I'd be curious to know. Yeah, I know. That's something that I actually, you know, believe it or not, when I was building my agency, I struggled with my own um, content creation strategy because number one, I was like so busy with creating everyone else's that I was like forgetting about me. Um, and so really what, what I had to do is I had to decide who I wanted to be on that platform. And keep in mind, I was on that platform and built my following based off of my health coaching that I was doing years ago. And so I really had to like dig deep and be like, okay, I have this social media agency that I'm like building and I'm and doing all these things for other people. But then who do I want to be on the platform and what do I want to represent? And for my agency, my ideal or like my target client isn't necessarily on the platform. So I had to kind of go a little bit deeper and be like, okay, well, who do I actually want to help? What do I want to do? And what do I want to share? 
And that's when I've, you know, I've, I've kind of gotten to this place where my agency helps brick and mortar businesses. And my personal brand is someone that is more in tune with the person just like me, you know, somebody that has like a side hustle or wants to start a business or has a creative business that like, isn't, you know, succeeding or isn't like, um, taking life the way they want it to. And so with my personal brand, I had to like really tap into that ideal client of like, okay, if I'm going to be separating myself from an agency or my agency and tapping into that, like, you know, one woman show type of business or the creative entrepreneur or the photographer, um, then I needed to market myself in a way where that person could resonate with that. And so that's kind of what I've done. I've, I've, I've decided that I, you know, am, am branding myself differently than my agency and really taking to heart the type of person that I want to help. And so that's essentially how I created my strategy. Yeah. Because as, as you know, like you can't just create a strategy without an ideal client in mind. Like that would not be as successful. Absolutely. And, um, and so basically I just really, I had to get to know that, that new ideal client all over again and decide, okay, I'm going to be talking about this. Like, what did I struggle with? What, what am I struggling with? How can I help? And that's kind of just like, you know, all of it. It could be Instagram tips. It could be money. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, um, knowing your worth as far as a creative um, service provider, stuff like that. So anyways, I just reverse engineered all that, you know, thought. And, you know, I hope that I'm hitting the hearts of those people that need that information. Yeah, I love that. That's, um, that's great information. So I have a couple of kind of follow up questions from that. I had little light bulbs go off as you're, as you were talking. So First, you know, I do think that a lot of people struggle when they're getting into business with that, with like, what should my brand brand be or my business entity be? And then what should I be like? What should I represent? Should I be focusing on? Should I have a separate Instagram account? Should I be focusing on kind of building my personal brand? Uh, What's your take on that? I mean, I know kind of what you're doing now, but if you had to give advice to somebody asking you that question, what would you say? Yeah. So a lot of people think that they need multiple Instagram accounts or they have one with everything on it and they like are struggling in that realm. Like, do I separate? Do I not separate? And for me, um, I had to, um, there, it was like almost got to the point where it was like, it was a no brainer because for my business that I have, I was talking to and targeting people that were in different genres of my ideal client. So my um, opinion would be to, or my suggestion for anyone that's struggling with, you know, do I separate? Um, do I rebrand? And do I um, have multiple Instagram accounts? Um, I would, you know, take it back to who's your ideal client. And um, if it's the same person for all of those things that you're doing, well, then great, you can have one Instagram. But if your ideal client you know, varies enough to where you need to produce content that speaks to people in a different way, then yes, 100% separate that Instagram account and that Instagram or that brand, basically. So for me right now, I have 
three Instagram accounts. I have one personal to where when I say personal, I mean, it's my personal brand. I don't actually have a personal, personal Instagram account. I kind of do social media as business um, only. I know I'm like so boring, but (laughs) no, no Finsta. (laughs) (laughs) So I have my personal brand Instagram account, which is, you know, just my name, Trisha Mogensen. And then I have my photography Instagram account. And then I have my third agency Instagram account that, you know, we, I just started actually, I just rebranded and extended that. So yeah. Yeah. Does that that answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's a great point. And like what you said, you need to focus on who you're talking to. Number one, like that's like number one to any type of social media strategy. And I I do. I think that trips people up a little bit because it's like, well, I'm talking about social media and both for both sides of my business. Or, you know, I talk about social media in my personal life and I talk about it in my business, but it's like, yeah, but you're talking about it in a different way. Like if me and you are going to have a conversation about social media, we're going to be talking about like new tools and like tips and tricks versus, you know, with my clients, I'm going to be talking about what value it's bringing to their business and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. I think, um, I think that's some great advice. And then, you know, another thing that you said that really was interesting to me is that your target customers aren't on Instagram, which is another thing that I totally agree with. It's like, if you're looking for to get, to get hired as a social media manager, they probably don't have social media to begin (laughs) with, or they're not that great at it and they're not on it all the time. So you know, where do you find your clients if you're not finding them on Instagram or on social? Just to like add in a, a side note on that, it's so funny to me that um, people like DM businesses yes. when it's like you're the person, <laughs> they need your help. They're not going to check their DMs. They don't know how. Like, so yeah. Or you're um, reaching their social media manager or their current one and they're going to just put it in the trash, you know? Like I have, you know, sometimes up to 10 agency accounts and I'll get the same DM from like the same business. And I just want to be like, no, let me help you. Let me just give you an email or like give you some tips on that. Mm -hmm. But anyways, yeah, it's if your clients are not on Instagram or they're struggling on the Instagram platform or they are on it, but like don't know how to operate it in a way where you're going to be able to like contact them. Um, most of my agency clients come from obviously referrals, like word of mouth and just other business owners, uh, talking to other business owners about their social media or, you know, if you live in a, in a town with people, like people are going to hear about you. But, um, what I found is really helpful is, um, just networking and being, being social because of course, like social media, you should be social on that platform. But there also is this real life aspect to business that I think that people forget about. It's like they, business owners want to know who they're going to be hiring. And it's very reassuring to know somebody face to face or at least have like, you know, a personal connection somehow, whether that's through email or Facebook group or uh, messenger, like, you know, there has to be some personal touch on that. So anyways, that the way I meet most of my clients now is through referrals and obviously like networking events and meetups and things like that. So, yeah. Cool. And what do you think about having, you know, an agency identity 
versus, you know, you could have easily just been, you know, a person, like a freelancer. Um, why did you choose to go down that route? And do you think that that helps kind of with your reputation, especially, you know, within your local area? So great question. And I actually was afraid of becoming an agency because I thought that people were going to think that I wasn't doing a good job or that they weren't going to know exactly who was helping them with their account. And so I made the decision to actually brand my agency and start using the verbiage around me and my team because it was going to get to a point where I was doing everything alone. And in order for me to grow and to have the business that I wanted to, I had to kind of wrap my head around that I'm going to need help. And it actually has benefited me in a way where I can have that reassurance that like I'm meeting these business owners one-on-one and talking to them about their social media strategy and their content creation, but that there's reassurance that my assistant is always also going to be helping me with these, you know, to-do items and that they're going to be well taken care of. And I've actually received that pretty well. Um, I, I was afraid that people weren't, weren't going to want to work with me if I was branding myself in that way. Cause it seems very like corporate and very like, like kind of scary, like a huge agency sounds scary, but, um, I guess it's just all about the, the way that I describe it and, um, still having that, you know, close relationship and that, that concierge kind of service in my mind, but knowing that, um, there's multiple people helping me support them. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a a really great point. I mean, I think a lot of people might think that an agency, they just think really expensive, (laughs) you know, because you assume, Hey, if there's multiple people, that's multiple paychecks they need to cut and it's going to cost more for me. But I almost sometimes feel like that's, almost a good thing for me at least because it sort of weeds out the people who are going to like undercut me anyway and you're kind of getting people who tend to be more serious about it uh just in my experience no that's a good point yeah because if they're wanting somebody that's like kind of you know the cheapest around the cheapest yeah around, exactly you know? yeah or just yeah like a yeah exactly mm-hmm. so yeah, totally. for sure. And I, I think that's a great point too. Like even if, and, and I always tell this to people, you know, think, think ahead to when you are building a team. Like, I know it sounds really far off, but life comes at you fast. <laughs> and totally. I mean, I, I know, I'm sure you probably were surprised by how quickly you realized you need to hire somebody. I mean, I think that's how it always happens. You're like, oh my gosh, I need help now. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I always, I think that's a great idea to just start, you know, coming up with a brand that does allow for some growth because it would be kind of weird if you're just your own personal brand and then, oh, by the way, this other person's going to help me. Like that almost seems a little bit stranger. Um, Not that you can't do it. You can definitely have an assistant, but I think that having a business that implies that you're a team already, it just makes more sense. It's a little bit more cohesive. It's less confusing for the customer. Um, and I, I just prefer that that method too. So you said that you work with an assistant. So can you talk me through a little bit of that? And like, when did you decide that you needed to get a, an assistant? And how did you find your assistant? 
Okay, great question. I was actually thinking of this. Um, so I did not realize the direction that my career was going to take until I got to a point where I was so busy and had so many questions. Like, as you know, I mean, when I first was starting, I, we did a consult call. Do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I was like, I just need to talk to somebody because I have so many questions. Like I don't know where to go. And so I didn't hire an assistant first. I hired a business coach. Mm, And so that's the first person that I hired to help me. And, you know, after um, talking to my business coach, I still have her to this day. I love her. Her name's Jacqueline Yvette. Yeah. She was on the podcast. Yeah. She's great. And, um, yeah, actually, so funny story. The reason why I met her was because of your sweatshirt. Yep. (laughs) So the just boss sweatshirt. And I was like, I have to have that sweatshirt and I actually purchased it. And then it started a conversation to where I was like, I have to meet this girl. She's rad. So anyways, awesome. Yeah. I love uh, her all because of a sweatshirt. I now have an agency. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, I, so I was like, getting to the point where I was like, I had so many questions and needed some like serious direction because I had never done this before. I'd never, you know, gone into this field of work and run my own business. And so I hired um, Jacqueline and she was like, you are so busy. Like you need help like now. And I was like, really? Um, she's like, you have a social media agency of one, like you're doing everything. And I was like, you know, I was still on the verge of even saying I had a agency. I was afraid of not being a one woman show and afraid of hiring help. And so with her direction and her, um, guidance, I, you know, put a ad out, not an ad. I just did a free post obviously on social media. And that's how I found all of my um, team members is posting on social media. And usually I get direct messages or, you know, PMs on Facebook and it's, you know, send me your resume and we talk on the phone and, you know, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Awesome. And trial and error too. Like, of course, you know, I've worked with some people that like, you know, didn't work out, didn't work out because that's not the direction that they wanted to go in. And that's totally fine too. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And are all your people local too? Or do you work with people virtually? Besides, I know Jacqueline's not local, right? Yeah, totally. So Jacqueline um, is my business coach and she's in Chicago. I'm in California. And then I have a graphic designer, um, which I don't even know where she lives. I think she's also in Chicago somewhere or somewhere in some metropolitan area. (laughs) And then I have a writer who is uh, living in Southern California. And then my, you know, assistant who I love, Katie, she lives actually in the same town as me. And so she's kind of like my, um, you know, she goes all my photo shoots with me and she does a lot of consultations with me. And she's kind of like um, my team member, um, in town. And I really think it's important to have some people that you work with face to face, especially, um, for me, because I'm such a, you know, I like to bounce things off of people and, and, um, feel like we're connecting as we're working, but virtual, uh, team members are amazing. And there's tons of virtual assistants that are so rad and like are such, huge assets to, um, anybody's team. So don't be afraid to hire virtually. They definitely can get stuff done. 
Yeah, I love that. That's great advice. And I totally agree. Like having somebody face to face, even if you're, you know, you don't have to be going into an office Monday through Friday, nine to five with them. But even if you just have a weekly work co-working session or a coffee or something like that. And, and if, you know, to the people listening, if you're not at the place where you're ready to hire, even if it's just a friend, like a fellow business owner, you know, almost like an accountability partner, I think it really does. It's so helpful to just be able to bounce ideas off somebody and help motivate each other. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you can find people in your town that do something similar to you. And like, people love to meet up and, and get coffee and work. It's such a, it's such a good accountability piece to have. I, I love it actually. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to the clients piece. So it sounds like um, on your team, you're still, are you the primary, like, I guess you could say salesperson or, you know, the person who's doing the outreach and doing like the intro meetings with your clients and all that? Totally. Yeah. So I'm still doing a lot with my agency. I just, um, just delegate the things that I need to get off my plate basically. Yep. And it sounds like most of your clients or all of your clients maybe are local as well, right? Yeah. So all my agency clients are local Mm -hmm. because I specialize in brick and mortar businesses that are in beach towns and like coastal towns. Yep. And I happen to live, you know, on the, in like on the ocean, like near, like two minute walk. Nice. Um, And so, yeah, my agency hasn't necessarily gone like international Mm -hmm. or anything like that, but it would be nice to eventually get there. But anyways, yeah. And then, um, consulting clients that I do outside of my agency, I have those, you know, from like Florida to Oregon and Canada and things like that. So for my personal consulting business, I have some non-local clients. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I ask because I mean, again, I think that's something that speaks to, and, and this is something that I just, I love about you and I think is such a strength of yours. And I don't even know if you real, realize it, but you are like hyper-focused and I am not like, I'm what? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I feel okay. like now I'm curious. <laughs> I do. I feel like it's such a strength. Like I noticed that almost immediately, like right pretty much as soon as you started your business, I noticed that you were really focusing on the local piece. And I've personally always been like the opposite. I mean, my biggest clients have been in Paris and like in Canada and all over the place. I have very few local clients, but I think that it's a really smart strategy that you have. Cause just going back to the face-to-face stuff, like I think that that is important and it's not to say that virtual relationships aren't great and that, you know, I'm doing it totally wrong or anything like that. But I do think that it's, it's a big strength that you have. Um, and that your business has to clients that are local. I think it's, I don't know. I think in, in the online space, when we talk about this stuff, it's almost implied that everything's going to be virtual. 100%. Yeah. And like remote working is so popular and I love it, but I do think that there's something to be said for having the ability to run over to a client site and take some pictures for them or, you know. Right. I know we we like think that we're starting an online business and we're just going to be like working from our homes. Yeah. (laughs) But for me, like since my ideal client is a small business and primarily my clients are restaurants and like boutiques and gyms, like, like, like the epitome of small businesses. And so 
for me, like I, I believe as a small business owner, they want somebody that's going to give them a personal touch to what they're doing um, because that's why they started their business. They're not like a huge corporate business. They're a local shop that specializes in that niche and has local clients. So of course, if they're choosing to hire a social media team or agency, um, a local one, you know, fits that, fits that mold for them. And I love that because it, it does give me this, this feeling of like truly helping a small business owner, um, you know, get social within their area online. Um, and I can meet them face to face and have a personal relationship with them and take their photos because they're, you know, within a driving distance from me and have it be, have like just that, like, that like homemade touch, basically, obviously with, you know, the power of marketing, you can, you know, curate any, any sort of feeling that, um, that you want. And when it comes to small businesses, they, they want to remain, um, they want to remain just as their business is, you know, for instance, like one of my clients is a, a family run business. They've been in business for like 80 years and it's still in the same family. They're not going to want to hire a social media agency from across the state or across the country that doesn't know their family values and the culture of the area. So it's like I can take their business model, match it with mine, and it and it blends so well to where it's like feels like the social media team is inside that business. I love that. That's, that's great. And like having that purpose, I think is something that, I don't know, I don't think we talk about that enough either, because it is like working with a small business versus working with, you know, a giant company just feels so different. And they both have their strengths and their weaknesses. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, totally. It's awesome. Like knowing, hey, I'm helping this small business owner be able to afford dance class for her daughter or, you know, like seeing like the real life impact is just so cool. So I love that. Um, Another thing, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, if they're a small business, they probably can't pay me, right? (laughs) And I disagree. You know, I think (laughs) obviously I've worked with a ton of small businesses. You work with a ton of small businesses. So obviously that's not true. But can you talk a little bit about, you know, how do you kind of show your clients your value demonstrate value. And like, even just when you're going into, I guess, pitch or have initial meetings, what is that process like? You know, do you do like a, a big presentation or a deck or like, what is, what is that process like? Um, money definitely. Well, especially within my, uh, target market, you know, they are small business owners who don't necessarily have like a huge budget. And the way that I present it to them is that, Basically, with social media marketing, you know, having some sort of investment into your business around that area, like hiring a photographer and and being present on social media is a way to just show up the way that they want to show up to their ideal client in an authentic way. Because typically, small businesses are, you know, they, they've opened because of they're, they're passionate about something or they feel strongly about a certain type of food or they're trying to better other people's lives. So if they can share that in a way that's authentic and the in a, a way that speaks to their ideal client in a way where they're like dying to go into that store or dying to try that dish 
or really wanting to go to that workout, that is such a huge value to give to somebody. And so I just, I just use it as like a, my sales pitch is just, you know, sharing that with them and, and reassuring them that, um, when done properly, social media can be a huge tool for their business to where, like, for instance, like if you're a restaurant and you have this amazing gluten-free dish, um, that you're, you know, wanting to share, well, what better way to have a video or talking about the ingredients or why you created it in a way on social media versus like a print ad? you know, it's, it's just a way of pulling out those emotional strings in a way that's authentic. And if you, if you put a spin on it in a way that's helpful and authentic, then it's worth the investment because now you're sharing that business's voice in a way that no print ad or no flyer can do. Absolutely. And those things aren't trackable. Like that's the crazy part to me is people, you know, are so used to throwing money at something that's literally throwing it out the door. Like they have no idea what happens to it after. Whereas social media, like I can give you reports for every post that I give you if you want. Um, And you can at least see how many eyes are on it versus, you know, a print ad. What if nobody bought the magazine? What if nobody went to that page? Like there's no way of knowing. Um, I know, right? Most people just skip through the ads. Like, oh yeah, cool. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think, you know, what I've been learning from doing this podcast is that a lot of people, it's it's actually been pretty cool because when I first started the podcast, I feel like a lot of people were just getting started and they were like, oh my gosh, I, I just want to have the, the guts to start my business. And now they're kind of maturing with me, which is a really cool thing. Um, but I know I get a lot more questions now about, oh my gosh, okay, I just booked my first meeting. Now what do, like, what do I do and, and how do I sell myself? So it's cool um, to get that information from somebody who's doing it well. Well, thanks. (laughs) So one last thing that I wanted to ask you about as well is I know that you, I don't know if this is your first one or not, but I, I noticed that you have a content workshop coming up. So can you tell us a little bit about that and like some of the in-person stuff that you've been doing? Oh, nice. Yeah. Good research. Yes. So I, um, this is just another, reason why social media is so powerful. Um, I met this amazing woman here in my local town and she saw my Instagram stories and she was like, loved my confidence, which I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, it's funny how other people see, see you. Right. (laughs) So she was watching my Instagram stories and she was like, I need you to speak at my next event. Like I love what you're doing. And so I, you know, was like, okay, like this lady wants me to speak. Like, this is crazy. Like I can't, I like, I work at home. Like nobody, I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> but, um, and I ended up uh, speaking at her uh, collective meetup. And, you know, it was, I think there was like 80 women there. It's a collective for the fem, like a creative feminine uh, entrepreneur. And I basically did this not presentation, but I, I shared my story and then I opened up about how I started my agency and then I did a Q and a, and it was like, it was so amazing to share like my story and like tips and tricks and, and helping people in person that what actually happened is 
there were so many questions um, at the end of my talk that she was like, we need to do a workshop. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, this is awesome. And so basically I just brainstormed. I'm like, okay, what would I, in the beginning, what would I want help with the most? And with Instagram specifically, because that's my love child, I um, was like, we needed to cover all of it. And most, most things that I run into with people, what they're struggling with is content creation and just kind of like how to and what, what to post. The name of the workshop is called creating captivating content for your ideal customer on Instagram. And so basically I just kind of did a, I like, you know, created my ideal client again, like who am I speaking to? And, and that woman was somebody who was lacking confidence on what to post on social media. She wasn't seeing the results she wanted. She, she was craving a consistent strategy. And most importantly, she just wanted to feel like a badass on Instagram. Like she knew what she was doing. And so, you know, that was the little avatar that I created for that, for that ideal client. And I created a workshop off of that. And basically the workshop's going to be, you know, two to three hours long. And we have so much to cover. We are going to be going over, you know, your ideal client, uh, reworking your Instagram bio so that it's, you know, captivating to that and, and, and your Instagram bio speaking like to that exact ideal customer or ideal client. And then really getting to the root of like what sets you apart and why do your clients need you and what's preventing them from purchasing something or working with you or et cetera. And then, you know, after we've kind of like created this like emotional connection to this avatar or, you know, that ideal client avatar, we can then now create content that speaks directly to that person. And in a way that, you know, whoever's attending can feel like empowered to start creating content in an authentic way and not just feel like kind of like a boring salesman or somebody that's like just posting without a purpose. Because once I feel once you truly understand that ideal ideal clients like needs and like desires, you can not feel like a salesman. Mm -hmm. You can start sharing and giving in a way that's like, no, these people need your help and they need your services and they need you because you provide this. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that sounds awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to hear how that goes. I'm sure it'll be awesome. I think again, like the face-to-face stuff is just a really smart strategy and that's something that's on my to-do list for this next year too, is to do some more in-person things because I do, I think it just, you, you create a bond with people that you just don't do online. So, and they're really fun, honestly. <laughs> they're always totally. Really fun. Yeah. I mean, like today I went and got like, this is just like a side note for like anyone that's wanting to work with local businesses if your ideal client is somebody local, go into the shop, <laughs> go yeah. into that store, introduce yourself. Like for instance, today, um, I was on the West side of my town, which is like, you know, 20 minutes away. Um, and so I'm like never over there, but I'm like, no, I want to go into the store. I've never met the owner. I've never been in it. And it's actually the space that is facilitating the workshop. And so today I was just went into that business and I asked to speak with the owner and I introduced myself and, you know, thanked her for allowing us to go into that 
into her space and, you know, have this workshop. But, you know, like if, if, if that, if I, if I already wasn't like having a workshop there, like if I was, if I was trying to find new clients and their local businesses, then I would go in and introduce myself and buy something from the store and like experience it and like make conversation and, and be engaging and caring about and asking questions. I think, I think for me, it's like, that's also been, been a successful um, route that I've taken. Um, And like, and any area has like, you know, network of networking events or like downtown associations or business associations is just like, you know, go out and be seen and, and like introduce yourself. It's like, seems so we like forget about the little stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when we're online so much and like our jobs are online, like that's, that's our job. It's, it's the internet. You know, that's what I say when people ask me what I do. I'm like the internet. But it's like so easy to just forget that there is a real, I I hate to say that the internet's not the real world, but you know, an outside world out there too. And sometimes I think we need to like study some of the old school tactics a little bit more. Like we got the tech down. We, We understand that, but human communication and interaction and like old school sales strategies, like those still work. Like they've worked for years for a reason. Totally. And just a side note on that. It's like, think of it this way. So like, for instance, last night, I went to my local, um, it's, it's called third Thursday. So I went to my local third Thursday. It's like just, you know, a street that has a lot of brick and mortar businesses and you just go around and shop and, you know, you meet people and the owners are there and they usually have like some sort of workshop or like crafts or like drinks or somebody else is showcasing in their business. And, you know, it's like, I'm just casually shopping and, and starting conversations and people typically ask what you do and, you know, you can start conversations there. And like, even though they're not like booking a call with you right then and there, you know, it's like now they know who you are. And then all of a sudden they're following you on social media and then they may not be like, you know, on your website requesting a consultation like that day. But when now they know when they need help or when they're ready to get help, they know who to turn to. So it's kind of like a double whammy. It's like, you know, meet them in person and, and be as friendly and social as possible, show up online in an authentic way. And then all of a sudden, you know, now you're in their brain as somebody who is the expert and that they can go to for help when they're ready. Yep. Yeah. That's really, really solid advice. All right. So I feel like we have covered a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So much good information though. I always love chatting with you just to see how you're doing. And honestly, like, I feel like your business has just taken a completely different um, life of its own in such a short period of time. And it's really inspiring to see. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for you and always excited to see what you're going to do next. So before we go, uh, do you want to just let everyone know where they can find you online or elsewhere? (laughs) Yeah. So um, go to just my main personal page. That's where you'll get a good taste of me and what I do and my dog. (laughs) Um, uh, And my Instagram handle is Trisha underscore Mogensen. Or yeah, that's pretty much just find me there. And if you're interested in my agency or my photography, then everything's linked to that. But yeah, Instagram is where I'm at. 
Awesome. And I will, of course, have all that linked in the uh, show notes. So yeah, that's all the questions I have for you today, Trisha. It was really lovely talking to you as always. And thanks again for being on the show. Thank you so much. Well, I have to thank you too, because I mean, I studied all of your YouTube videos (laughs) and I really feel like women like you are paving the way for people who want to do the same thing. So thank you for you know, producing content that helps people. That is so sweet. And you're doing the same thing, seriously. So you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Trisha. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help. And you can also tweet me at a journey east with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.